<laughs> Welcome to Film to Screen. We're Katie and Astrid, and we talk about movies, TV shows, and anything we're currently obsessed with. And this week, we're talking about Revenge of the Sith. But first, let's get to the news. I don't remember what day, but it's been officially announced that there's going to be a Kung Fu Panda 4. I saw that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I have like no with on that, but... Yeah, it's coming... Early 2024. Early 2024. Also revealed that... So there was a movie released on Hulu on August 5th called Prey. And I've watched it. I haven't yet. You need to watch it. I think you I would know. like it. Um, and it's been revealed that it was the most viewed slash streamed TV or movie premiere on Hulu ever. And it's the, I believe it's the, well, I don't really like Rotten Tomatoes, but it's the highest rated m- Predator movie on Rotten Tomatoes now. Which means it probably should have been released in theaters. A movie that you still have to see, but I have seen... Top Gun Maverick is number is most likely going to be number two at the box office this week, meaning, and it's its twelfth week week of release at the time of recording. But and had a long run. No, I I don't think it's ever left the top five or th- top five at least. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Uh, so I just it hasn't left the top ten. Ridiculous how well it's been doing, especially mm-hmm. knowing what country it hasn't been released in. What country? You China. gotta, you gotta tell the, you gotta say the country. Otherwise, China. I know. China. Yeah. Uh, she Hulk releases this week, releasing this week on the seventeenth, or the eighteenth. Yes. Eighteenth. Yes. <laughs> yes, because they did rem- uh, move it to Thursdays, not mm-hmm. Wednesdays now. So today we're going to be talking about Revenge of the Sith, which just so happens to be my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, where does it rank on your list of Star Wars movies? I'm kind of curious. I haven't really thought about that because well, what's your the t- top five at least? Oh, thank but God. But like I, <laughs> no, out of the prequels, it's definitely my favorite. Good as it should be. Um, what is your favorite? What what is your favorite Star Wars movie? Empire of Force. Okay, okay. It depends, honestly, because as long as it's not Rise of Skywalker, otherwise we would have a problem. Oh, Rise of Skywalker got spoiled for me because on Twitter. (laughs) Well, I was at a Christmas party for work. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. uh, Anyway. That was fun, but pre- the sequels introduced my favorite Star Wars character to me, so. Yeah, Kylo Ren, we know that. And that's why I like unpopular opinion, but I actually like the Star Wars ride at Galaxy's Edge. That's not an unpopular opinion. Rise no, people of the Resistance made... is literally the best attraction anywhere. No, like, it that's... is. It's just people may not like it. Well, they may... Okay. It may the... be that people may consider it the best, but it may not be people's favorite. Um, the only reason why people might not like it as much as they should is because it's focused around the sequels yeah and And it doesn't seem connect yeah it is but i mainly like it because kylo's in it so (laughs) yeah you have what i want 
and the cast. You know the location so of the secret base. And I will take it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I've been on that ride way too many times. Okay. Revenge of the Sith. My favorite Star Wars movie. It is the sixth. Oh, my God. Not the Google Docs updating while I'm trying to read it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Revenge of the Sith is the sixth film installment in the Star Wars franchise as the last prequel film film in the Skywalker saga. The film was released on May 19th, 2005 with pretty solid and overall positive audience reviews as compared to the previous two movies. It is deemed as... What? No, I was going to say something, but I forgot. I thought... It's okay. It is deemed as the best film out of the prequel trilogy, and I agree with that, as it is a thrilling conclusion to the trilogy. Okay, now I'm going to go into the film. My six pages long. What? How, what do you have in this? It's six pages. It's a three hour long movie, okay? Give me a second. It's three hours? I'm pretty sure... No, it's Revenge of the it's, Sith. It's not three hours. It's two and a half hours. I was close. That's the same length as like... And games longer. As Infinity War. Oh, okay. Actually, the Batman movie is the same length as Endgame. Probably why I haven't seen Batman. Anyway. It's good, though. I know. Okay, so... Start of the movie. So the Clone Wars have been going on for three years now at the start of the film, which they started at the end of the last film, Attack of the Clones. The Republic and Separatists are fighting for dominance in the war, and it wouldn't be a Star Wars film without the beginning starting in a space battle, but this time it's overtop Coruscant. <laughs> Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker and Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi are attempting a daring rescue of Supreme Chancellor Palpatine from General Grievous's ship. This entire opening sequence includes some of my favorite dialogue from any Star Wars movie. Because it's cringy? Or it's just no, so because it's... Cheesy. Shut up. It is not cringy. Maybe it's cheesy, but I love it, okay? <laughs> Nothing in Star Wars is cringe. You sure about that? I'm thinking. Jar Jar. Yeah. Anyway, I like this movie because he's in it for like two minutes. Two seconds, honestly. Compared to the previous two. So, some of my favorite dialogue um, includes, This is where the fun begins. From Anakin. Do it. From Palpatine. Oh, and another happy line. What? No, the do it gif. It's like, ah, do it. <laughs> And another happy landing from Obi-Wan when they crash land the ship. I say it every time. I can't help it. When Anakin and Obi-Wan finally reach the Chancellor on the ship, they encounter Count Dooku, who engages with the two Jedi. He takes out Obi-Wan, but this greatly upsets Anakin, and this allows Anakin to get the upper hand. Anakin easily chops off both of Dooku's hands, crosses both his saber and Dooku's saber around Dooku's head. This prompts Palpatine to tell Anakin to kill him, but Anakin, of course, hesitates. Because it's not the Jedi way. But ultimately, he decapitates Dooku. Honestly, I wish he decapitated me. Um, oh my god! It's fine. It's fine. It's just... Oh my gosh. It's just Hayden Christensen. Um, anyway. It's fine, guys. I, rem it's I rem fine. remember... Like, I... Someone told me 
jokingly like oh Hayden Christensen's gonna go to like Star Wars Celebration and then the next day Hayden Christensen gets announced to be at Star Wars Celebration and I was like when was this? 2019 are you serious and you didn't meet him? When I skipped school to go do anyway I'm still bitter that you all went to Star Wars Celebration without me. Oh you were in Iowa uh huh I was in school and it was right before finals so I couldn't even join you all but you're like, mm, we're just going to go to Star Wars and Celebration to, without you. I got to see footage from a show. Mandalorian. Yep, you went to the Mandalorian Seven months panel. in advance. Watching you. I will talk about that show once the third season. Oh, I'm excited for season three. I'm excited for the Ahsoka show. Anyway, Anakin then releases the restraints around Palpatine, and they both leave. But not before Anakin tries to bring along Obi-Wan to save him. Palpatine tells Anakin to leave him, but Anakin can't do that. I mean, it's his master. But this is like one of the first, you know, signs in the movie that Palpatine's quite evil, you know. He's a Sith Lord. Because um, he's like, Anakin, you don't, you don't need Obi-Wan because soon he'll become his master. So the three of them try to escape, but not before General Grievous finds them and captures them. He brings them to the bridge, and thanks to R2-D2, of course, they create a diversion, which causes Grievous to flee his ship. What a wimp. Do you want to know a fun fact? What? So, you know how General Grievous has, like, a heavy cough? Yeah. You know? What? Okay. Well, I, have, I like, think two I've facts heard the story, but I can't remember. I, I have, like, two facts about it, because he got it from Mace Windu, where... During a battle, um, Mace crushes his chest, and so now he has this heavy cough. And the person behind the cough is actually George Lucas. So whenever General Grievous coughs, that is um, George Lucas's cough. So the ship is quickly plummeting to Coruscant down below, and Anakin attempts to crash land onto the planet, which he's lucky like always, and lands the ship, while also destroying quite a bit of the planet's surface. And of course, Obi-Wan says, another happy landing. Since they saved the Chancellor, Anakin can finally reunite with his secret wife, Padme Amidala, who timidly tells him that she is in fact pregnant. Anakin seems to be overjoyed by the news, and they begin to make plans to raise their child. Or should I say, children. But Anakin is troubled with visions in his sleep of Padme dying in childbirth. This is very similar to his visions of his mother when she was on the verge of death. So this frightens him because he wants to save Padme where he couldn't save his mother. Anakin confronts Jedi Master Yoda for advice who tells him that he must not develop strong attachments since it can lead to the dark side of the force. Well, too bad he already has. Literally, the first second he saw Padme, he's like, that's an angel. And then he fell in love. <laughs> it's just, oh... Yeah, that's kind of disturbing, though, knowing that he was, like, 10. Yeah, what is the age gap between them? It's a... Because, like, I think Padme's supposed to be it in her mid to late teens, maybe? I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. And then, like, Luke's, like, 9 or... I said Luke. Anakin's, like, 9 or 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which, actually, Hayden's older than Natalie Portman. Yeah. And I love that I go with Titi forgot that she was in um Star Wars. Yeah. Um That was quite even funny. Though she's literally Padme. Um anyway. After this, Palpatine meets with Anakin and requests that he be the Chancellor's 
personal representative of the, on the Jedi Council. This would mean that Anakin would automatically become a Jedi Master. But the Council, and more specifically Mace Windu, I don't like Windu, I'm sorry, agrees that Anakin should not receive that title. However, they do reach a compromise. He can sit on the council, but he will not be given the rank of master, which of course angers Anakin. And I completely, wholeheartedly agree that he should be angered, because Windu is just, you know, Windu, and doesn't trust anyone. No, he probably was like, Windu was probably like, suspicious of Palpatine, maybe? And like, Yeah, but he's like, he doesn't trust Anakin at all. And that's why he doesn't give him the rank of Jedi Master. Which, you know, I can see why. Because Anakin is very impulsive. Um, and easily grows strong attachments to others when he shouldn't. Because he's in the Jedi Order. But honestly, Windu's just... It's one of the main reasons why Anakin went down the path that he did. Because no one trusted him. Especially Windu. Whereas Palpatine did. So, during a council meeting, it is decided that Yoda must go to Kashyyyk to assist the Wookiees in fighting against the Separatists. So, fun fact, the original cut of Revenge of the Sith was over four hours long. Also, I want I, that. Do you want to know something fun, also funny about Revenge of the Sith? Mm-hmm. There, so, there, I believe there was a Star Wars game, so like Lego Star Wars or something, and it revealed, it may have revealed some of revenge before it was released oh interesting i heard that from another person so interesting. i could be wrong i could be right i don't know but i find that quite <laughs> funny that the movie but, could have been revealed could have been spoiled from a video game of all things i really wish i could have this four hour long cut of revenge of the sith it would be amazing but anyway so there's a lot of scenes that didn't make it into the final cut of the film because it went from four hours to two and a half hours long. And one of which is a scene on Kashyyyk, the Wookiee planet. It would have been a much more fleshed out sequence on the planet compared to what is actually in the movie, which means I would have gotten more Chewbacca in Revenge of the Sith. But it's fine. Everything's fine. So Obi-Wan tells Anakin off the record that the council wants him to spy on the Chancellor for them, since his actions have been suspicious recently. So like you were saying before, Anakin accepts the request, but this creates a further divide between him and the council, since now he has to spy on someone he trusts, which honestly, you should not be trusting Palpatine, but whatever. Anakin becomes even more upset when Padme claims she feels the Republic is growing more corrupt. Which, you know, we love Padme. We love her. Um, I love her diplomacy. And she asks him to talk to the Chancellor to help end the war and resume diplomacy throughout the galaxy. The Chancellor calls Anakin to the Opera House for a private meeting. Another fun fact, this is where George Lucas actually has a cameo in the film. He shows up at the Opera House as Anakin runs by. And I know I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly, okay? Um, his character actually has a name. Hold on, let me... Huh? Of course it does. Of course it does. It's Star Wars. Everyone has a name. Um, okay, let me say. Not the whiskey Papanoida. What the heck? Look it up and try to say it, okay? It's it's a name. It is it is a name. 
So Palpatine tells Anakin that they have found General Grievous and the Separatist leaders hiding on the planet Utapau. He then tells Anakin that he believes the Jedi want to overthrow him and take over the Republic. Anakin tries to defend the Jedi because he's in the Jedi Order, but he is conflicted with himself, with the Council. Obviously, because no one trusts him. Palpatine then starts to tell Anakin about Darth Plagueis the Wise, a Sith legend who happens to have been Palpatine's master before Palpatine killed him. But Palpatine doesn't tell Anakin this, since this would reveal that Palpatine is the Sith Lord Darth Sidious. Plagueis could use the powers of the dark side to save people from dying. This obviously catches Anakin's attention since he wants to save Padme from dying. But Palpatine warns, warns Anakin that such powers cannot be wielded by the Jedi. Only dark side users can wield those powers. Since the Council have, has found out about the location of Grievous, they decide to send Obi-Wan to fight Grievous, going against the Chancellor's recommendation of sending Anakin. At first, Anakin's is upset, like he always is, but after reflecting, he sees Obi-Wan off and apologizes to his master about his recent frustrations. Obi-Wan confines in Anakin that he believes that Anakin will eventually become a master, but he has to be more patient. Yeah, Anakin has to learn that patience um, is a virtue because he does not have that at all. Obi-Wan reaches Utapau and, and engages Grievous, but not before delivering his famous line. Do you want to say it? Nope. You, do, oh. you can do it. Hello there. Which is swiftly <laughs> followed up by General Kenobi from Grievous. They engage in a battle where Obi-Wan gets the upper hand and kills Grievous by blasting him in the heart. So Grievous is out. He was taken out easily. Grievous got killed. Yeah. So the funny thing is, so I should have talked about it beforehand, but um, at the beginning of the movie when they see Grievous for the first time, this is the first time that Anakin um, meets Grievous in person. So throughout the whole Clone, Clone Wars series, Anakin could not meet Grievous at all because of that one line in Revenge of the Sith. So literally, there were so many instances had to create a storyline where he couldn't. Like something had to happen where he couldn't meet Grievous yet. Dave Filoni is crazy and amazing. And honestly... Me personally, and I think a lot of other Star Wars fans wouldn't, well, honestly, I don't know because Star Wars fans are insane, but me, I wouldn't care if he, like, battled with Grievous in the Clone Wars, even though in Revenge of the Sith, that's, Grievous says this I, is the first time they're meeting. Honestly, yeah. I wouldn't care. Because they're on, there were, like, times where it was just, like, oh, yeah, he can't meet Grievous yet because of that one singular line in Revenge of the Sith. They probably wanted to keep like the continuity of it. I know, straight, but it's lit but, but like it was definitely probably a task for them for them to figure out ways for them not to meet. But it's like such a small detail that I it could easily be a line that someone didn't pick up on. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't anyway, let's get back to the movie. <laughs> The Council sends Anakin to tell the news to Palpatine that Obi-Wan has been sent to kill Grievous. When he reaches Palpatine's office, the Chancellor reveals to Anakin that he is a Sith Lord. But even though Palpatine has revealed his true identity, Anakin is unable to kill Palpatine. Feeling like the Chancellor knows how to save Padme. And we all know Anakin loves Padme to death, literally. And he would do anything to save his true love. 
Anakin returns to the Jedi Temple to find out that Obi-Wan has killed Grievous. And Mace Windu and the rest of the Jedi are going to make sure that the emergency powers the Chancellor has are returned to the Senate. And this is when Anakin reveals that Palpatine is a Sith Lord. This changes Windu's plans and he orders Anakin to wait while the rest of the Jedi return because Windu's about to go kill Palpatine. Anakin tries to stay calm, which we all know that doesn't work out, but believes the Jedi will kill Palpatine. And if Palpatine dies, so will go the secret to keeping his wife alive. So he needs to keep Palpatine alive to keep Padme alive. Anakin returns to the Chancellor's office only to find Windu holding Palpatine at Saber Point. The Chancellor tries to fight off Windu with Force Lightning, which Windu deflects back at Palpatine, causing his face to turn into his infamous face that you see in the original trilogy. Even though it's not what it originally looked like. It's one of the one of the like 97 edits that's actually good. Yeah. I have a puzzle well, with the original design on it. Oh, that's cool. Well, I I grew up with those edited films. I did so. too. Oh. <laughs> um, that's what I grew up with. But um, also, this <laughs> there's so many memeable moments. But this is when we just said he's too dangerous to be left alive. Oh, it's so funny. Anyway, um, Anakin informs Windu that Palpatine must stand trial, but Windu says the Sith Lord is too drain. Okay, I didn't realize I put it <laughs> put it in the script. <laughs> dangerous to be kept alive you just said that i know i did i didn't realize i had it lower down um windu tries to kill palpatine but not before anakin slices off windu's hand you know this he's just slicing off a ton of limbs in this he slices off nick fury's hand oh yeah he does not but not his eye i was waiting to say something that's only goose and palpatine blasts windu out the window but apparently according to Samuel L. Jackson, Windu's not dead. It'll be interesting. Just, he's dead. Don't even, I, I don't like Windu at all. Okay, I'm sorry, Mr. Jackson, but I don't like Windu at all. He's stupid and annoying. Windu's frustrating. Whenever he's on screen, I just roll my eyes. Like I do with Jar Jar, but it's a different kind of eye roll, you know? Yeah. Reeling from the realization that he has attacked one of his superiors... Anakin is confused on what he should do until Palpatine tells him that he should become his apprentice and learn the powers of the dark side. So this is when Anakin turns to the dark side and pledges his service to the Dark Lord. Palpatine knights him as Darth Vader. This is when Palpatine's true intentions take shape and he claims that all the Jedi must be destroyed and he tasks Anakin with killing everyone in the jedi temple jedi temple i don't know why i said that weird jedi temple before killing the separatist leaders on mustafar to end the war palpatine then tells the clone commanders across the galaxy to execute order 66 which causes all of the clones to turn on the jedi while this happens anakin leads an attack on the jedi temple oh i love i love this scene with um Anakin's dark deeds playing in the background and he's walking to the temple w- temple with all the clones. Ooh, it's so good. So good. So good. Okay, I love that. Um, and he takes, this is where he takes out the Jedi, including younglings, um, which we saw a different aspect uh, of that yeah. in the Obi-Wan show. And that was really cool. I mean, I think people ex- had 
inkling that they were going to do that, but didn't know. Yeah. But honestly, in the context of the story, they were going to do it. So literally every Star Wars show, we just get punished with another oh Order i saw a meme about scene. that i saw literally that recently it's just we're just facing our ptsd all over again with order 66 literally in every show andor's <laughs> i swear to god it's gonna no, show up gonna, in andor no 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 it will because it's, it's more it, obi-wan and andor i think are shows that they it will give context to the story more i mean i wouldn't be surprised if order 66 like there's a scene of it in andor because, you know, it makes sense because it's in between three and four. But also it's like, I don't want to see a single Jedi in this show at all. Let's let's stick to the ground level. Let's do the dirty tasks I think they, of yeah. infiltrating the Empire, okay? I saw something where it's like, it's, yeah, I saw something where it, it may, like, most likely will be one of the, like, a more grounded type of... That's what I want more- from it. Like, ma- again, make it like Rogue One, where we see Cassian for the first time. And although there is Darth Vader with his saber at the end of that movie, which we don't need the- a single lightsaber in this f- show, which- or at least in the f- first season of it. Ma- yeah. Maybe in season two, fine, whatever. But season one, yeah. keep it at the ground level. When you were speaking about Rogue One, um, kind of on a tangent, that... I believe that scene with Darth Vader was shot during reshoots, and I remember yes. seeing news that there was going to be no lightsabers whatsoever in the movie. So that most likely was a part of the reshoots, and that, oh, I love, that that's one of my favorite scenes because the tension of it is so good. Yeah, it's a great scene. Um, Well, maybe, okay, so you know in the Obi-Wan show, they talk about the path for Jedi? Yeah. Or Force users? Maybe it'll show up in Andor. I mean, like, there were... I watched breakdowns of of Marvel and Star Wars and some other stuff. But one of the... It it seems like that will play some of a part. Some part. Because, like, there's no way that they would specifically point something out like that and not bring it up again. Because they're gonna bring. I'm like, just wondering if it's gonna be an Andor, you know, because no, it's yeah. during that time period. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see when it debuts in September, and we'll be talking about it. We definitely. I'm wondering be. why they deleted, but I don't know why they deleted. Some, um, I'm not really pe- looking forward to talking about three episodes at once, but it's oh, fun. Have fun. I know, and it's that's gonna be like a hectic week. It's a lot. It's a lot of episodes too. I think. I got anyway, it easy. Also, Bad Batch comes out that time too. So, yeah, that's weird. That yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're. I'm doing. guessing they're gonna. My only thinking of why they did that is that the this because D23 and Disney Plus Day are before that new release date. So I'm guessing they're going to show something there or there's something there that they're going to do for it. Maybe. Maybe. So, I, don't, I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm just confused what, why they keep changing dates and stuff. Um, okay. So he's attacking the younglings. Um, Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. What are we going to do? So fun fact. Um, there was an interview that I saw um, about the kid who says Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. What are we going to do? And before Anakin brutally takes oh, out I all saw the, 
I know this. Have you you've seen the interview? I've, I've read about it, and it's so okay. funny. So in the interview, it is revealed that to frighten the young boy, Hayden actually said boo to scare the kid. So when watching the film, when you see the youngling boy move back like a step, it is because Hayden says boo. I just thought that was like That's a so little cute and interesting detail. That. Yeah, I know. He must. I'm guessing he w- walked into the room and said it because the because like someone mysteriously walked into the room and just saying boo, you would step back, especially if you're a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I just wanted to add that because I thought it was cute. Uh. So after he has done his dark deeds, Anakin goes to Padme, where he claims he saw Master Windu try to kill Palpatine, and says his allegiance now lies with the Chancellor. Anakin tells Padme he must go to Mustafar to end the war, once and for all. Senator Bail Organa, ooh, love him, happens to see the temple attack, but is turned away by clone troopers. As he tries to leave, he sees a young Jedi Padawan try to fight off the clones, but ultimately, they killed the Jedi. Another fun fact. Going back to George Lucas, his grandson also has a cameo in this movie, and it's this young Jedi that is taken out during Order 66. Did you know that? No, yeah, I knew that. Okay. I just, you know, fun fact. Um, maybe maybe some people in the audience didn't know that yet. But yeah, I lots of Lucas's cameos in here. Organa is concerned for the Jedi and goes aboard his ship to find others. He account He encounters... Yoda and Obi-Wan, who both managed to escape Order 66. Yoda says a retreat signal is being broadcast from the Jedi Temple, and Obi-Wan recommends they go back there to stop it so that other Jedi don't return to their ultimate death. They don't return back to the temple where they would be killed. When they return to Coruscant, Bail is requested to attend an emergency meeting of the Council, while Yoda and Obi-Wan go to the temple. Bail meets with Padme in the Senate, where they witness Palpatine declare that the Jedi Rebellion has been foiled, after they attempt to overthrow the Senate. After promising that the rest of the Jedi will be taken out, he declares that the Republic will now be reorganized into the Galactic Empire, which horrifies both Padme and Bail, but unlike their thoughts, the announcement is met with thunderous applause from those around them who believe the Emperor's lies. Which is going to be interesting now because they're going to show the Senate in kind of in that era in Andor. Yep, They've in shown Andor. little mm-hmm. clips. And I saw Palpatine point, has to show up in Andor. Yeah. I I saw something that on the center, like that center part on the floor, it shows the Empire like crest or something. Yeah, no. Uh, Palpatine definitely has to show up in Andor. I know we keep talking about Andor, but I'm excited. He has to show up in Andor. Darth Vader doesn't. But honestly, I could see him showing up just because. Um, But yeah, no. Palpatine definitely has to show up in Andor. Especially if they're going to show um, the Empire and stuff. Anyway, back at the temple, Obi-Wan and Yoda have come come upon the massacre of even the younglings, which shakes Obi-Wan. After turning off the retreat signal, Obi-Wan finds security hologram footage, which shows Anakin has committed these horrendous acts and has pledged his allegiance to Palpatine. Yoda says they must destroy the Sith and goes to fight off Palpatine, which leaves Obi-Wan to find Anakin. Obi-Wan goes to Padme, who cannot believe the claims that her husband has turned to the dark side and has killed many innocent lives. Obi-Wan senses that Padme is pregnant, and can only apologize since he 
now knows the baby's father is Anakin. After meeting with Obi-Wan, Padme heads to Mustafar to confront Anakin. While leaving Coruscant, Obi-Wan sneaks onto her ship. When she arrives on Mustafar, Anakin excitedly greets her before she tells him of what Obi-Wan explained to her. Anakin claims Obi-Wan is lying and that he's not powerful enough to protect her, but also that he's powerful enough for the two of them to rule the galaxy. This deeply hurts Padme because she feels like Anakin is going down a path she can't follow, quoting the movie, which is when Anakin sees Obi-Wan on the ship and angrily assumes that she brought Obi-Wan there to kill him. In a blind rage, Anakin begins to choke his wife before she passes out. Okay, so now is where my favorite scene in any media of Star Wars occurs, and this is a lot of people's favorite scene, but anyway, um... The Mustafar fight sequence. It I is can, a good sequence, though. It is. Because <laughs> it. it's so elaborate. Yes. <laughs> um, and just, like, the setting of Mustafar is a great place for it to occur. And I can quote this by heart um, as I've watched it. That's how much you watched it? Too many times. Um, yep. I have it in the script, but I can go off script. Because I just know it by heart. Yes, I've watched it many times. We don't talk about it. Um, so here we go. I have brought peace, freedom, justice, and security to my new empire. Your new empire? Don't make me kill you. Anakin, my allegiance is to the Republic, to democracy. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. I will do what I must. Are you, you laughing You will try. What? Are you laughing at yourself when you're I am. doing this? I am. Um, and also, like, in the Obi-Wan show, when Darth Vader and Obi-Wan fight in the last episode, and Obi-Wan says, I will do what I must, I literally fell to the floor. <laughs> I was, I was like, standing up watching the TV. Why I was, were like, you standing up? Because I was like, let's go, let's go. Um... Oh my gosh. So I was standing up and then he said that and I fell to the floor. I had to pause and I fell to the floor. I was like, I need a second to breathe. It was oh like when gosh. Hayden showed up as Anakin in um episode five. Um I literally I saw the Padawan rat tail. Was and it? I paused. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need a second to breathe. I literally walked out of the room. I was like, I I, am, I- Speaking of Obi-Wan, I remember when they announced that, well, it was already had been announced for about a year and a half that the Obi-Wan show was happening. Well, we knew that Ian McGregor was coming back at Obi-Wan. We didn't know it was a show or movie, show or movie yet. But I remember when they announced that Hayden Christensen was coming back as Darth Vader. It was like a moment of like, whoa, this is really going to happen. Like, it was, it was a little bit shocking, but it was like, Oh, I can't. He didn't. It was people. I think people wanted him back as oh as uh, Anakin slash Darth Vader because like he did get a bit of a, a redemption for playing it because well back in the day it wasn't really known as the best portrayal but now oh he, I think it's, it's really good. Portrayal. No, um, I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying in general. Honestly. I'm still surprised he came back. No, yeah, that's what I mean. Like it was a bit shocking. Because he got I don't so think anyone expected no, that he was th- like, I'm quitting acting. Let's go have a farm. Yeah. You know? Um, 
but I'm so happy he's back. And he's going to show up in the Ahsoka show. Oh, I'm assuming been, as a force be... ghost because Ahsoka takes place after episode six. Um, but which, the fact that we may see that. Anakin and Ahsoka in live action together is crazy. Oh, I'm literally, I can't, I can't. Hold on. I don't even think when uh, the character Ahsoka was created that they thought that there was going to be a live action version I of literally, the character. I, I need like a second to breathe. I'm li- oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, are you okay? No. Can we have Gunji in live action? Anyway. That would um, actually be cute. I would be dead. Okay. Oh, you I still can't believe he's throwing a bad batch thing came out. I can't. I can't. I literally. <laughs> I remember you he's like. He's my boy. No, I remember. I don't I don't know if we were together. Like, together or like, we, I was visiting you or not. But. You were freaking out when that came, when that like Bad Bad season two or whatever thing came out. Like something mm-hmm. came out, and you were freaking out that Gunji was in it. I, I can't. I, I, if anything happens to him, I'm done with Star Wars. Oh my god! Forget it all. I'll throw out all my merch. Be like, Ugh, forget it. Okay, let's get back to the movie. Um, so Anakin lights a saber while doing a backflip before the two begin their epic duel. But first, let's get back to Coruscant so that we can focus on the fight all together, even though it like cuts back and forth. So on Coruscant, Yoda confronts Palpatine and they also engage in a lightsaber battle. They soon find themselves in the Senate chambers, but Yoda realizes that Palpatine is too powerful to beat, so he contacts Bale through a comlink and tells him to come to the Senate. Bale saves Yoda from the Sith Lord, but Yoda feels like he failed to stop the Sith, which I'm, I'm sorry, Yoda. And then, you know, he's gonna go on Dagobah. Just live out his life. Does he immediately go to Dagobah? No, I think he does. Does he really? It's towards, they show him leaving like a... Was some sort of ship thing, and that's how he gets to Dagobah. Okay, because no uh, one, because when, because Luke knew, he heard about Yoda. I think I'm not, and then, but he didn't know yeah. that was Yoda and Dagobah, so no one had well, seen Yoda, Yoda for years. Wars. Yeah. Um. So now back to Mustafar, where their main battle is happening. My favorite. Obi-Wan and Anakin fight through the Separatist hideout and quickly turn to fighting onto the river of lava down below. And this is probably why the fight scene is so epic, because of the setting of Musafar and the lava. This is where Obi-Wan force jumps. So they're fighting on the lava, you know, just engaging in battle. And then they get closer to land and Obi-Wan force jumps onto a nearby hill where he proclaims he has the high ground, which I'm kind of disappointed um, in the Obi-Wan show where... Obi Wan like, didn't say it. Yeah, Darth Vader didn't say he has the high. It would have been perfect, um, but it's fine. It's fine. It was still a great show, um, and of course, Anakin, in his rage, because he's just in this rage forever, refuses to back down and tries to jump over Obi Wan. But Kenobi uses his saber to slice off all of Anakin's limbs. Oh my God. This causes Anakin to tumble down the hill and towards the lava river. Obi-Wan tells Anakin that he was supposed to be the chosen one, and he was supposed to fight the Sith and not join them. Which Anakin replies with, I hate you, in an angry and extremely hurt voice. So, you can um, see Anakin's eyes change when he says, I hate you. Mm-hmm. There's like a detail Sith of eyes, his eyes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
one of the bloopers of the movies i don't know if you know about this blooper. oh bloopers of movies out there's one one movie that one movie i'm gonna i may talk about and the bloopers are so funny what movie infinity war okay With the um a goat no, yeah, it's a goat a screaming goat. constantly, and then Chadwick Boseman, it's still in like the T'Challa voice, is like, oh, come on now. Oh my gosh, is it Snatcher so and Tooth Grinder? The fact that those are the names. <laughs> I love them. Um, I bought the plushes of them. Oh, you so, did? Yes, I did for my we Halloween costume. <laughs> I'm so excited for I I got my costume yesterday, and I bought the rest of the pieces yesterday. We love so. going off tangent with this yes we do um <laughs> so back to the blooper blooper that i wanted to talk about so um this is one of my fa- favorite bloopers from the film and it's of hayden being covered in burn makeup you know during oh, this i've seen a photo of it and it's so uh-huh. weird so he's lying on the ground just like in the scene and it's just like blue all around him for the green screen or blue screen and instead of screaming, I hate you, he just says it in, like, a cute and endearing voice. Oh, He's like, oh, I hate you. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Plus, you know, his handsome smile. Um, oh, my God. I was like, can that be in the movie? <laughs> it's so cute. You, It's oh so cute. It's, lit- oh, it's so adorable. Look it up if you haven't watched it yet. So, Obi-Wan leaves Anakin lying helpless, hoping that his injuries and fire will kill him, since he couldn't do it himself, since Anakin was, like, brother to him. And it's, like, the similar thing in the Obi-Wan show, where he doesn't... He has a chance to kill Anakin or Darth Vader, but he doesn't. So, Obi-Wan goes back to Padme's ship, where he brings the helpless Padme onto the ship. He brings her to a distant asteroid where they meet Yoda and Bale. A medical droid examines Padme, who seems healthy but has seemed to lose the will to live. She gives birth to twins, one she names Luke and the other Leia, before she ultimately passes. But before she dies, she tells Anakin that she thinks there is still some good in Anakin. And the only one to truly see the good in Anakin is Luke at the end of Return of the Jedi. What I find so funny about that is that literally, cause, so it's going, like, it's being destroyed, no, where the, like, the Death Star, whatever they're on, is being destroyed. And Luke is just hobbling over to a ship with Darth Vader, and none of, no one else is like, hey, that's Darth Vader, like, <laughs> limping right now. Yeah. What? I don't know. That makes no sense. I don't know. But um, I just always thought that was funny. Yeah. So Palpatine later arrives on Mustafar, where he takes Anakin or Darth Vader to a medical facility on Coruscant, where he is truly transformed into Darth Vader as we know him. He asks asks Palpatine about Padme, and he claims that he is in anger. That in his anger, he managed to kill her, which is not true because it was. She lost her will to live, and that's what killed her, not Anakin. Although he did choke her forcibly. Um, he sacrificed everything for Padme, and now he lost her too. They both end up on a Star Destroyer, Palpatine and Darth Vader, where they watch the what? Death Star. Another thing I find interesting is that during this whole thing, they were building the Death Star, and somehow no one found mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, going back to Andor, because we keep talking about it, but it's coming up soon. Definitely 
it has to be mentioned in Andor because they're going to find out about the Death Star. No, yeah, for sure. And it, Andor definitely will because revenge stuff, I think. Um, Galen Erso starts working on it. How old is Jin Erso in Rogue One? Late 20s, maybe? Because so I'm going to. I think when Krennic goes to take her dad and her mom because i think they're in hiding or something uh i believe it seems like she's around 10 at that time Mm -hmm. so i don't know okay because andor takes place in five bby if you don't know bby means um battle before yavin which is um in a new hope because isn't it like five bby four three two one throughout the whole series no 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 yeah i think that's how they do it okay it's like so some, it's similar to how like the years were counted in history like it counted down not up shoot. yeah so, so it's like technically it's but i'm talking about like in the show it's gonna start no yeah it's that, sa- it's that same kind of things like it counts down I think, because if that's the case then Jin's already like galen's already working on the death star and he has been because he was taken from his family when Jin was like 10 or something. So following her death, Padme is laid to rest on her home planet of Naboo. She is buried with a fake belly so that no one knows that her baby or truly babies are alive. And of course, this is where um, they probably did that too. Also, because I feel like they did that also not just to make it seem like she didn't give birth also to do an illusion that to like um uh Darth Vader and why can't I think of the character's name now? Darth Vader and Lord. Anakin? No, 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 not Eve McDermott's character. Oh, Palpatine. Yeah. Like to make it like give an illusion that she didn't give birth as well to them just so they yes. wouldn't look go looking yes. out. Yep. Or well yeah. That's just my um, assumption. But, yeah, and this is where Jar Jar shows up for, like, a split second. Is at her funeral. Glad he doesn't talk. Thank God. Um, and also, I would like to um, say that I don't like Jar Jar as a character, but this does not mean that I hate the actor. Okay? Um, this is no hate to the actor. I just don't like the character. You know, the actor actually does show up in one... in Not as Jar Jar in one of the prequels. Yes, doesn't he show up in the like the club scene and attacking yeah. the clones yeah i think so it just it's weird because he wouldn't notice that that's <laughs> yeah because he's not Jar Jar. so the children must be kept a secret to keep them safe so bail adopts leia and he and his wife raise her on alderaan while obi-wan brings baby luke to tatooine and to his aunt and uncle who will take care of him until their ultimate deaths deaths in a new hope Obi-Wan walks off into the vast desert, and Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen stare at the twin sons of Tatooine, just like Luke does, Luke does in A New Hope. What I also liked about Obi-Wan is that they brought the actors back that played them. Yes. I, Which is when, when I found out awesome. that the um, original actors for Beru and Owen were coming back, I was very uh, excited about that. And also, in episode 6, Beru was on fire. She was great. She's like, oh, Reva, she's not taking down our farm. Nah, we're going to take care of that. The actor who played Owen, like, like I think before, like, was Korea was just starting off when that happened. So it's like kind of nice to see like him come back. 
mm-hmm. as like that. Mm-hmm. I know the actor's name. I just can't remember it right now. Joel Edgerton. Yeah, that's who it is. I had to look it up. I just wanted to double check. Okay, so you ready for trivia? What? Trivia. You ready? What is the name of the clone that first received the Order 66 transmission and tries to shoot down Obi-Wan at Nutapau? What's cl- clone trooper name? It's literally the one that Obi-Wan... Something. Huh? It's clone something, right? No, it's going to be commander or something. I'll give Cody. you that hint. Yeah. I only I think I know that because uh, I saw a pop figure for that at oh, once. Oh, wow. Fine. Yeah, it's Commander There's Cody. So He's the one that works with Obi-Wan a lot of the times. And he yeah. shows um, up in the just also kind of stuff. Huh? No, I just love the, the, the act always is coming back. Yeah. So, um, what is the first? So, you got that one right. Next question. What is the first word in the opening crawl? Are you? <laughs> it's joking. literally. Maybe it's just me because I love this movie, but I think like this opening crawl is very memorable. I don't know, honestly. and it's not, and it's not Rise of Skywalker where it's like somehow Palpatine returned. You don't want to give a guess? I don't know. It's war. Wow! Exclamation point. So if you go watch the movie, it's war. It's okay. It's okay. Third question. The line "I have a bad feeling about this" shows up in every Star Wars movie. During this movie, who says the line? It has to be an important character. Or it could be K2SO. K2SO's not in this. I know. I, why do I feel like it's one. Anakin or Obi-Wan? I'm just going to say Anakin. No, it's Obi-Wan. Yeah. <laughs> it's when they're on their ship trying to get Palpatine. It's at the beginning. I knew it was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's okay. I think you'll get the next one. I think it's pretty easy. How many lightsabers does Grievous use during his battle with Obi-Wan on Utapau? Six. Or eight. It's four. Oh, my God. I thought you would have gotten that. No. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, yeah, because yeah. he's like General Kenobi, and then like he takes off his cape. He just and dramatically takes it off. He's like, wow, I got four lightsabers in my collection, in his large collection. I like... um. In the Obi-Wan show, you know, in episode five, and there's just a ton of lightsabers. Yeah. And people were commenting on Twitter. They're like, oh my gosh, it's General Grievous's um, collection. Oh my gosh. I thought that was funny. Okay. Fifth and final question, which you should know this because I mentioned it during this episode. Who provides the coughing sounds for General Grievous in the film? George Lucas. Yep. So you got two of them. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Okay. So now we're going to rate the movie. I'll go first. I love Star Wars. Okay. It's my favorite franchise. Um, I love the connections of the characters in the movie and the tragedy of many of their stories. And this film is the ultimate showcase of failure and tragedy in the series. The good guys lose and not many movies showcase that. Well, except like Infinity War. But other than those two movies, there's, can you think of any movies that like the bad guy or the bad guys win? No, not really. See? Not See, off the top exactly. of my head. But. Yeah, at least not at the top of your head you can think of any because in a lot of movies, it's always the good guys winning. winning. And I love that in Revenge of the Sith. Although you kind of know the ending of it if you watch four, five, and six before the prequels, you would know that 
the good guys ultimately win in the end, but at the end of the prequels, it's the downfall of the Jedi Order, which honestly, it should have been broken down because the Order was just insane. Um, And they go more into that in the Clone Wars, which if you haven't watched it yet, you should, because it goes a lot more in depth into the Jedi Order and the Clone Wars, which Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith do not because it's literally at the front and end of the war. But overall, I would give this movie a 10 out of 10. It's literally my favorite Star Wars movie. And I love um, Hayden Christensen's performance as Anakin. I know people say he sounds whiny and stuff. Well, the um, character is whiny. Yeah. But also, you know, he's he's a very emotional character. So you can't handle emotion that well. So, you know, him sounding whiny kind of makes sense. And I also love um, Ewan McGregor's performance as Obi-Wan. He's my Obi-Wan. What would you rate the movie? Maybe a seven. I don't know. Seven exactly. It's okay. Well, I know it's not your favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. Yeah, seven out of ten. That's a good rating. That's a good rating. What's your least favorite Star Wars movie? Phantom or Attack. Really? Okay. Maybe, yeah. I think they're underrated. I mean, I think I've been thinking about this since we were going to start this, is that I don't necessarily... They're definitely not the worst movies ever. I think just, like, the anticipation, like, the hype around, like, oh, we're gonna, they're gonna make movies about what happened before A New Hope. Like, that end of the story. So there was so much hype around it. It may have been, like, a bit disappointing mm-hmm. in the end. So I think mm-hmm. that th- they may get a bad rap for that. It's like, there's so, like, so imagine, like, the hype, or, going back to Marvel and getting on tangent, this is what I can think of. But imagine like the anticipation of finally getting to see Infinity. We're finally getting to see like Thanos get all the stones and stuff. Spoiler alert, but it's a comic book. So it's not really a spoiler it's alert. Been years. Yeah. Honestly if you don't know that Thanos gets the stones, I don't no, know what you're doing. Like just imagine like the anticipation, like oh it's like this big movie, like the grand conclusion of this era of the mcu and it's it's just like it's disappointing uh-huh so it's like you're you're like you're like excited for this and then it's just like eh. whereas now like at least the prequels um are getting a lot more love it's it's like a retroactive thing it's like looking back on it's like when you look back back on something like it yeah it's better than i thought like yeah. that type of thing yeah yeah um, I mean, my least favorite is Rise of Skywalker, so. No, no, I have, oh, I can talk about how they messed up the sequels and how they could have made that better. How they made, <sighs> they could have made them better if they did it in a different way. Yeah. Maybe we can do a whole episode on that. Um, yeah. so thank you for listening to our episode on Revenge of the Sith. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, you might not be as big of a Star Wars fan as me, but that's okay. Um, Maybe you'll go watch the Star Wars movies now. Uh, make sure to rate and review the podcast. It greatly helps us, and we would truly appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Oh, and YouTube. All um, film to, at Film to Screen. You can find us there. And until next time, see you at the movies.